Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. Hey everybody, I'm just jumping in real quick for a moment to just say I apologize for getting the episode out a little bit late this uh, for the end of this month. January is a little bit tough trying to coordinate with uh, everybody. Everybody's schedules are crazy. It's, I mean, it's already crazy enough as it is uh, with, with everybody's various uh, projects that they're working on. Uh, but, you know, we made it happen. Uh, I also wanted to try something a little bit different. And this is something that I don't typically add to every episode. And, and I really should. Uh, but from now on, if you want to have any feedback for, for the show, if you have any questions about anything Fujifilm related, feel free to send a message to fujilovefeedback at gmail.com. I will make sure that email address is added to the show notes uh, and make, you know, make sure that uh, uh, everybody has the opportunity to send a message. But additionally, I also want to add a phone number. Uh, if you're able to call this number, it is 508-960-9244 and leave a voicemail if you want to ask anything Fujifilm related. Uh, I thought this would be a really cool thing to have uh, a segment with the guests that I talk to, to answer any Fujifilm related questions and kind of go from there. And it, this will be an experiment. I want to give this a try. So if you have any questions uh, about photography or, or, or your gear itself, fujilovefeedback at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 508 nine six zero nine two four four so yeah let's 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 go from there uh and and give it a try try something new for 2024 so without further ado on with the show yeah so so i should be heading to poland in in july i think i can't really remember but yeah i've been there many times already it's not too far i need to make a trip to poland it, mm -hmm. it's something that i've been wanting to do for a while now i i've only visited poland once in my life and oh, okay. uh, yeah it's uh my my i mean it, it's funny my parents are from poland i'm first generation mm -hmm. born in this country but the only time i've ever gone to poland was when i was really really young in second grade okay and it was still oh. under communist uh yeah regime yeah yeah and, yeah soviet block yeah it, it's and i visited warsaw and Szczecin, and mm -hmm. uh and yeah it oh, was, there's... yeah i'm sure everything has changed now oh absolutely yeah poland is is uh, more or less uh 
soon to becoming a, a European powerhouse. It's such a big country and and in a very good location. So, and it has changed a lot. I mean, I have for us uh, the Baltic states, uh, Poland is used to be just a, a big piece of land that we just had to drive through to reach to Western Europe by, yeah. by land. But uh, now nowadays, uh, I mean, it has changed a lot. So. Uh, it's uh, it's fairly easy to to drive through it, of course, still because the highways have have advanced a lot in Poland. But I mean, the country itself they have they have great nature, mountains, very nice towns. Uh, uh, besides Warsaw and so on, also I mean there are there are many great places to visit. One of these days, I'll make a make a trip. Yeah, well, if you need any any tips, I can I can certainly give you that. I mean, I have been there many times. Oh, cool! I, I will definitely hit you up on uh, locations and uh, yeah. things like that. Happy to help, yeah. And of course, if you're all, all, already so so near to Estonia, just uh, take a quick flight to Tallinn. Also, deal. <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds like a plan. Awesome. I am talking to Hendrik Osula. He is an amazing Fujifilm ex photographer who professionalizes in sports and street photography do i have that right do uh, do you uh focus on any other kind of activities well uh to be honest yeah sports is my main subject but uh living in a small country of uh, estonia you really um you really can't uh pick your just like one one subject or you have to really be able to do uh, many different disciplines. Um, I'm also doing portraits and uh, and so on. Uh, back home reportage. I used to work in a newspaper, so I I have covered a lot of different topics over the years. But uh, yeah, my my main and my favorite job subject is uh, is sports and and street for sure. Yeah, your sport photography is absolutely stunning. Um, I first saw your work when you did uh, a lot of featurettes for Fujifilm, uh, mm -hmm. whether it's the new firmware update for the X-H2. Uh, X-H2S. Uh, yeah, X-H2S. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, when you were talking, the original X-H2, I forget which one you were using. I think that it's was... X-H2S, yeah, yeah. yeah. The S is the, is, the, is the one that is more or less made for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh I also probably the first video that I saw you do is the uh X100 uh, no the GFX102 uh when you yeah. were doing the sports photography with that camera. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell me let, let's start there. Like tell me how it was using the uh GFX102 uh doing your various sport activities like what was something that really stood out to you as far as you know being able to use medium format for such a high intensity activity yeah well um to be honest i was uh, fairly surprised when uh, fujifilm approached me and uh, briefed me about the upcoming uh, gfx 102 and its uh, capabilities uh, first on paper um i mean i have i have had uh, different uh, experiences with GFX over the years. 
Uh, I do have my own GFX50R. It's uh, I'm I mostly use it for still life work and and uh, street and and so on. I really haven't uh, put it through its paces in uh, on a basketball court because it's it's uh, it's not really meant for that. Right. Um, but the first time I I tried to use GFX for for fast paced action was in Tokyo Olympics 2021, um, because it was already I was already in Japan. Uh, I got in contact with Fujifilm. I loaned some equipment uh, from from them anyway, and I had an idea in my head that well, uh, if I'm already there, it's it's one of the biggest sporting events in the in the world. Uh, why not try out the, uh, at that time the best GFX body they had 100s? Yeah. Um, and and as I haven't had any experience with that one, uh, uh, I, I was really eager to see the difference between my my 50R and 100s. And clearly, uh, there was there was a big difference between these two bodies, but still. Uh, it was lagging behind in uh, capabilities to to really shoot uh, basketball or or fast action sports uh, uh, overall. Yeah. Uh, so I did get some some nice images. I gave some feedback to Fujifilm, um, uh, which which they uh, seem to seem to use also to to develop the uh, upcoming 102 at one point. Um, so yeah. Uh, they they approached me. They remembered the feedback and and the experience I had with 100s, and um, and they said that this camera is uh, uh, should be at least much more um, capable of uh, of helping me also out in uh, in that uh, fast paced scenario. When I got my hands on it, um, first firstly the the body itself uh, was was totally different than. Than my my previous experience with GFX bodies, so it felt much more premium and and more built for for the rugged ruggedness I need for for my work. Yeah. But also the the autofocus, the the speed. I was really blown away uh, when I when I got like the working firmware also the, for the camera, and uh, and of course there were some tweakings to be done uh, after some feedback. But but this this experience was. Um, was really I could I wouldn't say life changing, but it was uh, it was uh, very unexpected that I could get that kind of image quality uh, in the scenario. I'm I'm more well. Let's say X series cameras image quality is still very very uh, like um, it's it's up on up to par what I really need. Yep, but it's it's not exceedingly it's not exceedingly uh, great. I mean, you can't really compare it to GFX. So uh, so the fact that I was able to get that kind of image quality uh, in uh, in a fast paced action uh, scenario that I'm shooting, it was it was really something new. Uh, I I mean, if you're if you're looking at the at the photos I took in uh, took in New York, uh, shooting street basketball, um, the speed at which the players are moving towards me and the 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 autofocus just keeps up with that, and at the same time I can shoot one hundred megapixel photos 
it's um it's really really amazing it's it's um yeah um to be honest i would i would really love to use this camera for my daily day-to-day work uh it's it's just really a little bit up to the lenses to to have more reach that i need uh for my work but the camera itself yeah. is capable of doing everything i need i i heard and, and even and even more than i need really right uh, i i heard that that was probably one of the 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 holdbacks for a lot of professionals is that yeah they, they need more uh lens variety uh yeah exactly i, really... I mean not even the variety but the, the the specific lenses that you need for sports i mean yeah. uh, for for x mount i have the 200 f2 um uh, wide aperture long lens that's that's really something that uh, gfx at the moment doesn't have so uh that's that's really what is lacking at the moment gotcha that was going to be my question which lens would you like to see uh yeah uh i mean that i mean that 200 f2 it's it's really um i used to shoot canon uh for a long time yep. and at one point i was shooting uh fujifilm and canon side by side because I was really enjoying the user experience and the image and then the colors and uh, and uh, the portability of Fujifilm system, but I was missing the long uh, long white lens, as they say, uh, as the as the two hundred f two is. Yeah. So I was uh, uh, till the time it was released, uh, I had to use my Canon also because for those uh, long reach, I just I just didn't have anything to use uh but it's all but the moment the 200 f2 came out uh, i sold my canon equipment immediately so that was that was the the thing i needed and it's more or less what i also need for the gfx to make the the to to make it work for me that's amazing and when you started using the fujifilm system for your uh sporting events what was the reaction like among uh colleagues like because i don't imagine a lot of uh sports photographers use fujifilm oh that's for sure yeah um and my first big event i used <clears throat> fujifilm at was uh, rio olympics 2016 so already quite a long time ago uh the x pro 2 was just uh, released or was the best uh, best body fujifilm had at that point and uh, and yeah, I was I was using them side by side as I mentioned before. Uh, I had like a couple of lenses. I had my X Pro, X Pro two and X T one, and I got some really really nice images out of already that equipment. Even though looking back at the moment, uh, it was the it, it it the the equipment really isn't comparable what we have at the moment yeah uh yeah but my my colleagues um there were some like looking over the shoulder like okay uh this this sound that the camera is making is different than my 1dx is doing so what's going on over over there but <laughs> yeah and and there were some questions like okay fujifilm and there are still a lot of questions from my colleagues like um what's this body what's what's this camera is it is like uh are you doing some kind of an art project or 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 what's going on here it's 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 not the regular sony or or canon or nikon my colleagues are using uh though saying that i have i have been seeing uh, much more colleagues also uh using uh two systems side by side one of them fujifilm or even switching to fujifilm and uh, um i think i'm not exactly uh, like 
I'm not uh, uh, lying if uh, if I'd say that more or less every week I have someone writing to me an email or or uh, direct message me on Instagram asking like, oh, um, I'm uh, I'm a sports photographer switching to Fujifilm. Do you have any tips? Do you have any any knowledge to share? Uh, what should I? What 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 body should I buy? What uh, what uh, lens? What lenses should I buy? And so on. So it seems to uh, catch much more attention uh, among sports, sports photographers also. Nice. It's, it's yeah, I think that I think the XH2S is is really uh really the body that uh, that that have made a lot of photographers switch. Oh, hands down that has become such a powerhouse in, in mm-hmm. such a short amount of time. Like that uh I think it was what 2022 that the XH Yeah. The uh, it was yeah, 2022 uh summertime uh when yeah. it was released yeah and it was it was uh, um i have always compared it uh to this the um the switch from xt1 to xt2 uh, that was a big leap uh, yes. because xt1 was was certainly like the first of its kind and the first experiment for for fujifilm also to make that kind of uh uh, more or less pro prosumer or or professional body and and xh2s i have felt a more or less or even bigger leap in performance than it was from xt1 to xt2 agreed that was that was a good year for fuji film uh I, oh, yeah. I had the chance to use both of them and mm-hmm. like it, it was night and day compared to what the XH series was before. I mean, the XH one, the only one. To yeah, get. even even compared to XT four, uh, that I still have as a backup. But it, um, I mean, uh, the leap from XT four to XH two S was uh, was huge, and yes. and uh, really made my life easier, much easier as a sports photographer. The only thing I got to use it on was photographing wolves uh, in, in mm. a sanctuary. And uh, I used the, I think, what was it? The, the 50 to 140 lens. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was awesome to use. Once I figured out the, uh, the, 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 the PASM dials and everything, everything mm-hmm. just clicked into place. And like it, yeah, that, that was a dream. And yeah, uh, I don't personally see myself using the xh series because i i love the xt5 and the ergonomics mm-hmm. there uh that that that's where my comfort level is at but wow i i could only imagine like what other professionals that are used to that 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 uh dsl dslr setup would, would do so yeah, yeah. Uh, glad to see I- the xh getting the the light that it deserves yeah, to be honest, um, when it was released and when I was also trying it uh, in a pre-release phase, um, I'm also the the why I was I switched the Fujifilm system was also because of the dials and and how the body was uh, was made for like XT1 and XT2 and uh, till XT5 still, um, and and when they when they changed it for XH2S to PASM dial and 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 all the ergonomics were were a little bit different uh, compared to what I was used to. Uh, it took it took some time for me to get used to also, and and I really didn't like it at first. Yeah, because it felt a little bit uh, like a step back to me. 
step back to the to old, good old uh, Canon times. Yes. Uh, at the same time, uh, there are some big advantages that I, that I immediately found uh, from from that uh, uh, that tile. The the custom settings are super useful for my use case. Nice. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. There are different lightnings uh, in, uh, that I have to that I have to uh, use different settings for in even one arena, for example, shooting um, at the same time uh, shooting on the court uh, that is very well lit, and there are, um, at the same time people on the stands uh, that don't have any light on them. So I can quickly just change between two settings when I have to uh, point my camera towards the, the, towards the players or towards the, towards the fans. So yeah, it has its its advantages also. And and I think it, it's really up to just getting used to the, used to the, uh, the, the setup that it, uh, that it has. Though I I would prefer XT5 kind of body still. One of these days, fingers crossed for the XT6. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 right. Yeah. Uh, with um, with shooting sports photography, um, this is a realm that I have no knowledge in whatsoever. Um, how? How did you get into uh, sports photography? Like, what was the like w- when you first started with with photography? I understand that uh, you started really young in, in mm-hmm. with, with photography and just held on to it ever since. Um, what was what was the driving force to to direct yourself into sports photography? And what are the challenges that sport i mean apart from the speed like what are the challenges that you see that differentiate sports photography from say you you know your standard you know portraiture wedding photography i know that's very general statement but i'm Mm -hmm. really curious to dive deeper into the 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 challenges like you just mentioned the the lighting differences between the court Mm -hmm. and the fans like uh yeah um Starting from uh, from the first part of her question, yeah, I was I was rather young when I when I got into photography, and um, uh, but at the, sa- at the same time, uh, I had been a big fan of different sports even before I started uh, started out with photography. So, um, football is is really big football in terms of European football, uh, soccer in the yeah. on the other side of the pond uh is really big also in Estonia and and I was I was very big fan of football. I also used to play myself uh not really on a professional level or anything. I was just uh, uh just having fun with my friends. Um yeah. So uh it also it also was uh, my my interest from the early moment on starting with photography that I would really like to shoot at least one game of football from the like from the sidelines uh, to see the action uh, up close to be close to the action and and also like seeing the photos uh, that that other photographers uh, have have taken from the games i wanted to do something similar so it was my goal from uh, from uh, early moment on that i want to shoot at least one game at one point in my life um 
of course, starting out as a, as a young photographer, you don't get the chance to do it right away. Uh, you don't really have any equipment and or, or any experience. So, um, so I was just uh, shooting around, getting some uh, some experience. And at one point, when I felt ready to to try it out, I was I just started uh, uh, sending emails to different uh, news outlets or or uh, websites in Estonia. That hey, I'm Hendrik, uh, young guy in Tallinn. Um, I would just like to do some work with you, uh, even for free, just to like get some experience. Uh, so I ended up uh, uh, working as a as a freelancer for a for a football web page uh, in Estonia. So I just got accreditations from them. Uh, I didn't I didn't get much uh, much money out of it, but I got some experience. So so yeah, I started out in football. Um, I I really enjoyed it, and it it really seemed to seemed to uh, also. I mean, I got some really good uh, feedback, and and it seemed like my work was uh, uh, was getting some attention. And and by the time I was in uh, in high school, I already was uh, was uh, part time working for for Estonia's uh, one of the biggest newspapers. So nice. um, and and of course, I did a lot of different uh, different uh, assignments there besides uh, sports also, but. But sports, as um, as my interest was uh, was already always like my number one priority. So when I ha- when we had anything uh, any bigger event coming up, I always wrote to wrote to the newspaper that ah maybe you can you can send me there. So <laughs> uh, and then and it it seemed like uh, I I did well in that. So I got more and more assignments in in uh, sports and and that's really how it how I got started. Um, then I moved to moved to another town in Estonia where football really isn't big, and uh, basketball is. So um, and basketball overall uh, maybe is even bigger at 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 uh, at current time of certainly it's bigger than football in Estonia because we have more or less like a basketball boom here. Uh, but yeah, so so I moved to another town called Tartu. It's it's much smaller than Tallinn. Uh, but basketball is the, is the main thing over there in uh, at least in sports so i started shooting basketball there and uh, and that's really how i how i found my love towards basketball so a um, few years later i was working full time in the same newspaper when i finished my university studies and uh, and yeah uh, basketball was had already grown on me by that time and and yeah. i was i was looking for for uh, every opportunity to shoot basketball, and and at one point I just got in touch with uh, with the International Basketball Federation FIBA uh, out of some uh, some well they had some kind of uh, tournament in Estonia and they were well as a as a small country they didn't have anyone working for them uh, from Estonia so. They just found me through our newspaper, and and from that moment on, I have been working really closely with them because they were very happy with my work from the day one. And uh, and yeah, now as a freelancer, uh, they are one of my one of my main main clients. That's amazing. That that is so, yeah. great. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the short version of the uh, of of uh, of history of. Uh, with sports photography and me, but uh, the difficulties. Um, 
I mean, so at this time the, you were using uh, probably Canon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, as I as I said before, yeah, 2016 was the was the was the year where I where I started using Fujifilm also uh, professionally, uh, besides Canon equipment, and uh, and yeah, a couple of years later, I I fully switched. Uh, but yeah, the the difficulties uh, in sports photography. Um, the lightning lighting is is certainly one of the biggest um, uh, biggest aspects. Uh, there are so many different venues, and and uh, a lot of them are very poorly lit. Of course, uh, uh, they have they they have gotten better over the times, and also the cameras uh, ISO standard is is much better than it used to be. So so it 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 like. Uh, makes our life much easier in that regard. Yep. But I would say even um, the biggest challenge is, is to find new angles. I mean, for me, uh, I always like to approach a game or, or whatever kind of uh, sporting event I cover. Uh, I always try to find angles that other photographers aren't using. And, um, and, in sports, you when you when you look at the game of basketball, for example, you see uh, photographers just sitting on the benches of, on the on the sidelines uh, next to each other, uh, using more or less same equipment, shooting more or less uh, same from the same kind of angle, and getting more or less the same kind of photos. Uh, so, trying to find something new in that situation is not easy, really. Uh, so, you really have to know the game well. You really have to know. Uh, what is important? What is not important? Uh, what kind of photos really like work? What kind of photos doesn't work? And uh, putting it all together, you also try to find some new angles or new approaches that other photographers aren't using, so your work stands out. Uh, this is probably the biggest challenge uh, I see in my in my line of work. I, I would imagine that's a huge challenge because you mm -hmm. have. Yeah, you have the the photographer gallery where they're stationed, and every photographer is probably having the same mindset where they all want to try something different. And then, yeah. when somebody is trying something different, everybody will fly towards that area just to do something different as well. And then you're right back to the same uh, exactly where <laughs> you're trying something yeah. different. And you have to kind well, of. For example, um, uh, in in basketball, uh, they they at first when I started doing it, uh, some of my colleagues were were looking weirdly at me or or even uh, like uh, laughing in a, in a way. Um, I mean, I like to lay down on the floor, get as low as possible during the game. So um, I I sometimes just go to the corner of the of the court just to lay down on the floor. To get different angle and and different approach, so it was it was something new uh, when I started doing it, and uh, and not many of my colleagues really like even thought about doing something like this. But now I get I see more and more guys trying to get the same kind of approach. So I I have to figure something new out now. But yeah, this is this is really something that in my in my opinion really like shows how how. Um, creative or or how out of box you have to think to find something new in in such a like tight space where where you're just 
oh, everyone is next to each other. You really don't have much to play with, but you have to you have to still figure something new out. What so for basketball in particular, what are your choice lenses for for this? Um I have always um tried to like um uh be a little bit different than others so i'm not shooting a lot with zoom lenses i stay with fixed uh, which isn't really that uh, when you're for example googling uh what are the best lenses to shoot sports the 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 main answers are like yeah you need to have 70 to 200 and 24 yeah. to 70 like in uh, in full frame uh, equivalent uh but i like to shoot with uh, with fixed so of course the 200 f2 is uh that i already have mentioned uh many times but at the same time and uh, the 90 millimeters f2 is one of my go-to lenses i love that uh, i even prefer it over 50 to 140 uh oh, even uh, well yeah i have both of them with me all the time but uh I would say out of my my gallery uh, that I, that I'm like sending to my my uh, my employer, um, I think over half of the images uh, are taken with 90 f2. This the autofocus is, in my opinion, better than 50 to 140. The image quality is better. Uh, you get shallower depth of field with f2. You get more light. Uh, and also the the focal length for basketball at least is is more or less perfect you get action from the three-point line uh also it's it's not so tight that you can't shoot action underneath the basket so yeah it's it's one of my favorite ones and some wider angles also 24 23 f uh, 1.4 the new version fuji launched a couple of years ago is a fantastic lens to shoot uh, under the basket uh so yeah if if i'd have to pick three lenses 23 90 and 200 would be my my go-to's awesome and do you have three bodies that you have that you just interchange or are you just yeah the, the the lens on a camera um i have three bodies with me all the time uh though i'm using two of them at the same time in my hand because I really don't see uh, use for free bodies because you're gonna you're gonna get get it mixed. So, yep. but the third body is, is the remote camera I'm using more or less uh, on every bigger game, um, putting it behind the backboard or on the catwalk or on the floor or yeah, what, whatever really comes to mind and where I can put it. It really depends also on the tournament and the regulations where I can put it or where I can't. But yeah, the third one uh, is is my my old XT4 that has seen uh, seen better days, but it's still <laughs> working. So yeah, that one is is the beater that I can put really anywhere and don't really uh, think twice uh, if it's if it's getting hit by the ball or something. Nice. Um, so yeah, two bodies and and yeah, wide one wider one one longer lens is is always uh, that I'm going for. Amazing. I have to say that the video that you did, I think it was with the firmware update for the the XH2S, mm -hmm. um, where you were photographing the hockey game. Yeah. I have new respect for hockey photographers because mm -hmm. 
that is just amazing. You have to keep track of uh, fast-paced action, and you have the additional challenge of photographing through the plexiglass that I never even considered before that really uh, affects the autofocus. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's seen a lot of action. <laughs> mm, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, uh, I, I, hockey is, is is not my everyday uh, everyday sport. Uh, it was I picked it uh, for that video um, because hockey is super fast and very unpredictable game. Yes, uh, I mean the the puck changes direction all the time and it's very hectic. So uh, yeah, it was it was really that. I mean the idea behind it was to just showcase the capabilities of the new firmware in more or less the most extreme uh, extreme sport there is in terms of how unpredictable a game can be. Uh, so it was it was a new experience for me. Also, I have I have shot hockey before also, but it was many years ago. And uh, yeah, hockey isn't like a big thing in Estonia, uh, but yeah, I, I I went to Finland where it certainly is. They are like the world champions in hockey. So um, yeah, it was it was a great experience and a, and very tough, very tough couple of hours for me also. And uh, and yeah, it was it was very um, uh, it was very tough. And and I also have a great great uh, respect towards hockey photographers who are doing it uh, day by daily. Though saying that, uh, the in in big arenas, that the arena I went to wasn't like the biggest one in in Finland uh, nor nor in the world. Uh, in 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 like Olympic games, they have those little cut holes. Yep. In the plexiglass they can use. Um though it it's also very limiting because the cut hole is very small. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to get hit by uh by the by the puck. So so you don't really have much to play with. So you still have to shoot through the plexiglass also, and, and it's very, very demanding. I have to say, out of your gallery, some of my favorite photos that you've done is for the cross-country skiers the biathlons mm-hmm. athletes yeah. that is just amazing how you're photographing through uh snowfall and, and capturing the action it, you you make it look effortless it, it's, it's, it's some of the best photos that i've uh my favorite photos of yours uh how, how many times do you get to photograph uh by you know whether it's biathlon or cross country or any kind of skiing for that matter mm, yeah uh well i mean Feb- in late february we i have two week competition coming up in in biathlon so uh, yeah i'm working with the international biathlon union also uh i don't shoot it so often because the uh well there aren't so many competitions as as in basketball for example but still, uh, yearly one or two events uh, I usually do. Um, I really enjoy uh, shooting, uh, shooting, skiing, or or biathlon because you have so much to play with. Uh, it's it's so different to to what I'm usually doing inside shooting in an in a very controlled in, in controlled environment. In in that regard, that the light is more or less the same on the 
uh, on the venue of the basket on the basketball venue, and uh, you don't really have much to uh, you you can't really much move around during the game. But during during the competition outside, like uh, like skiing or biathlon, you have so much to play with. You can you can walk on the track. The track is kilometers long. Uh, you can pick your positions. You can uh, you can uh, play with light. You can see, you can shoot towards the light. You can uh, shoot uh, uh, coming well with the lights coming from the side. You can play with shadows. Um, it's uh, yeah. You, there there is. I really enjoy the fact that you have so much freedom shooting that kind of sport. Uh, so yeah, that I'm always looking forward to to the to winter and and the winter events uh, that I'm covering. It's it's uh, it's very enjoyable and and so different than uh, than what I'm usually doing. And what are your lens choices for for an outdoor event like that? Uh, well, again, 200 f2, you can't really look uh, look besides besides that lens uh, that lens. Uh, but at the same time, uh, having said that, for example, 90 f2 uh, isn't my my choice for for uh, skiing. For example, um, 50 to 140 is is the one that I'm also going for uh, because I have much more light. The usually the events take place during the daytime and it's uh, it's quite uh, quite well lit. So I don't really have to think about uh, one or two stops I win uh, going for going for fixed yep. and also uh well there's uh, the uh, position you pick uh has to be you, you have to be able to cover a uh, wide variety of uh, situations from uh, from one or two positions so for example when i'm when i'm choosing a choosing a position on top of a hill uh i would like to have uh, the reach to shoot the athletes coming towards the hill uh skiing up the hill and also wide angle uh when they reach the hill when they are like in the in their like maximum effort so yeah. um so yeah you have to you have to be very flexible also and uh, and to get the different different uh, situations and different angles from one position uh, some of the like for example sprint distance uh, sprint event takes like it's very short event you don't really have like you can move around cert uh, certainly but you you want to be sure that you get all the important athletes at least once on the track so uh, you can't really miss anything and and you have to be ready to to shoot approaching athlete at any point of time um so yeah uh, 50 to 140 and and also i like to go very wide so uh for example 10 to 24 uh to go very low and get like a wide angle view of approaching athletes uh, with the scenery in the background for example mountains and so on so uh so also the wide angle is is the one that i'm usually using for uh for those events and speaking of shooting uh with, with it being biathlon when they take mm -hmm. up targeting positions uh, yeah. to, to fire their guns, safety would be a, a, a concern. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, certain sure, angles yeah. that you're not able to to, to get. Um, yeah, better not go on to the range like towards the towards the targets. Yeah, it's it's not probably the best idea. <laughs> um, but uh, 
yes. Uh, is there any kind of like remote setup that you can have set up to to capture them aiming? Or- uh, yeah, well, uh, to be honest, I haven't really used remotes for for shooting because, um, yeah, shooting is is certainly the aspect that uh, that uh, that makes biathlon different from uh, regular cross country skiing. The only sport uh, that shoots back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but at the same time, image wise, um, it's not really too interesting uh, because it's more or less the same position for every athlete. Uh, their face is covered by the gun, so uh, of course you have the details. You can focus on the the breathing part when the uh, when the when the athlete is focusing on the target, uh, the the focus on their eyes or the bullet leaving the uh, leaving the rifle. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's still more or less the same kind of uh, set of images you get. Uh, there is there is uh, always one position from the side of the range where you can uh, get the images, or or you can go behind the coaches, uh, shooting behind uh, the athletes. But you get the emotions more or less uh, better from that angle when they, for example shoot all five targets down and and celebrate after afterwards they usually celebrate that way so this is this is what what you get more from the from the shooting range um the uh, the remote i have only used maybe like wide angle from the from the first target so you get like a, a wide shot of an athlete approaching the uh, the range or leaving the range but uh, from the shooting you really don't get like much, uh, much out of the out of the remote, really. Got it. Uh, and also, have... uh, remote is more or less used with uh, with wide angle because you you can't use the auto focus for the remote, uh, and it's really hard to to fix the manual focus uh, uh, for the long lens properly to get like good results. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, your portraits that you did of some cross country uh some biathlon skiers mm. was amazing uh the, the with them just just tossing the gun up and down the the taking you know shooting through some of the 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 harnesses to to get yeah. like, a good portrait that was really beautiful excuse me uh, that that was really beautiful it it, it was uh uh j- Sorry, just, just uh, oh can you hear me mark i think i lost you for a moment yeah yeah sorry oh. uh yeah my my headphones lost connection for a moment uh can we go back to the question yeah no problem yeah yeah um, yeah it, so what i was saying is ju- just your, your uh yeah, the, the portraits of the, you... of the biathletes yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the, w- w- was that um Something that uh, was a project just for you, or or was this commissioned by uh, organization to do these portraits? Because the angles that you get these uh, portraits is absolutely stunning. When you're shooting through some of the harnesses, when they're they're, they're targeting, you use that as a frame for their face. And, like mm-hmm. it is just exquisite. Yeah, that was. Uh... Thank you for uh, for that. For of course, but yeah, I mean, it was it was one of my favorite assignments uh, by Athlon Wise. I was uh, I was covering 
um the first um i think it was it wasn't even the first big event of the year i think it was like the last training camp before the season for estonian biathlon team and uh, and they asked me to do like a portrait session of the of the athletes and um their idea at first was just like to get some portraits uh, of them just to use on the website or so on and um and i immediately uh had an idea uh to do something different uh, it was also snowing very heavily yeah some of the photos you can see how the light is reflecting from the snowflakes and it really gives you the um it gives you the uh the different vibe, a different vibe. Uh, you can feel really the the cold winter, and and it looks so different. And uh, and yeah, as we had some time with the athletes, it's always uh, I always try to do something different. Uh, and and if 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 I'm if I'm given the freedom, uh, I really enjoy it. So yeah, I had my strobes anyway with me. Uh, we just went to the range. Uh, I set it up. I had some images in my head that I wanted to do. And the athletes were very, uh, very up to the up to also helping me figure out some like movements to do and and angles to take and and yeah, it was the it was one of my favorite shoots I have uh, portrait shoots I have ever done and and uh, <laughs> I know that the athletes and and the federation was even using the images. Uh, for for many seasons afterwards even if they have taken new images also uh for for the upcoming seasons but these ones just uh, worked so well so yeah it was it was uh it was very enjoyable experience and and uh, I'm I have an idea in my head to do something something similar again for the next season but uh yeah the let's see how it uh, how it comes out i have some like yeah, next, more uh, next version of that yeah <laughs> But it's uh, it's really something that that I'm doing with the with the basketball players for more or less every tournament. Also, we have this uh, media day kind of thing uh, before every every tournament, and and I I try to come up with new ideas what to do in uh, in uh, on that day all the time, and it's it's also a very enjoyable um, enjoyable thing to do to to come up with new ideas for for that limited. Um, time frame uh, we have like very short period of time with every player before every tournament uh in the studio environment and and coming up with new ideas for to 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 do with them but but it's 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 um yeah uh, i mean it's it's so different than uh, from from shooting the regular game or 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 a tournament and and i really enjoy the um uh, yeah. um yeah, those those uh, those portraits of the of athletes. It's it's something that uh, that I really like to do. So, and it's uh, more to it's come. It's a big challenge way. at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, I got one more question about uh, a, a certain event that you covered with a, mm -hmm. a different kind of uh, of athletes. You covered a, a, a motocross, uh, not a motocross, uh, a rally race. Uh, yeah in in estonia um uh, in awesome. sweden in sweden yeah it was rally sweden oh rally sweden okay uh yeah. and also estonia also yeah that's for sure yeah we had we had i have i have covered it uh 
I've covered uh, WRC in uh, in Sweden and yeah, Rally Estonia also, of course. Yeah, that's that. I already forgot the Rally Estonia part. So with, I, I mean, your photos are absolutely stunning here too. I mean, you go from photographing uh, athletes on the court to athletes in a car racing uh, on, on really rough terrain. Mm-hmm. What what was this like? Like. Uh, was this brand new to you? Um, uh, what what was the learning curve to to get good photos in this? Yeah, uh, well, rallies is a big thing in Estonia. We we uh, we have the world champion, not not current world champion, but ex world champion still driving, and and it's 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 really big in Estonia. And I have really I gotta make it to co- Estonia. You guys have a, a lot of fun with a lot of different things. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we we do love sports, uh, but yeah, I have a I have really good colleague that that I have known for for years who is covering rally full time. He's uh, traveling to every world championship uh, event uh, during the year, and uh, and he's he's certainly uh, the one that I'm looking up to uh, when I'm when I'm shooting rally. And uh, Janus Ray is his name. He's from Estonia. And, uh, and yeah, he's probably one of the best rally photographers there is at the moment. And, um, and he, he was also probably a big influence, uh, for me when I, when I shot rally first time and how he approaches things and, uh, how I also, uh, try to approach rally is, um, is that well to be honest you don't really have any like emotions you you don't you don't see uh cars uh, celebrating on the stage uh you you just have to work with the visuals you have uh you, s- you show more of the surroundings you show the rough terrain you show uh, the 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 situation that the drivers have to face uh with their cars putting it putting the cars really to the limit and uh and capture capture that really on the image and um, and that's what i also try to do of course you can always try to focus on the car itself and 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 the details uh, the the gravel coming like flying away under the under the car and so on but i i also try to approach more the way that janus is doing things uh Doing it so he's doing his uh, his homework in a way that he's driving through all the stages before the event and finding uh, like interesting spots on the way uh, where he's like going uh, on the course uh, when the when the drivers are coming and and he's picking his positions before the rally even starts. He knows already all the positions beforehand where he has to go at one certain time at. Uh, when the when the event is on, and and I try to do the same thing uh, when I was covering Rally Estonia, and I had the freedom because I was working for the organizing uh, uh, organizers. So so I I had really the freedom to shoot whatever I came up to my mind. Amazing, and it was and it was it was really enjoyable experience and really compare comparable to what I was also saying about skiing and biathlon, that you have so much freedom and so much to work with. And, and it, I really enjoy it. It's, it's remarkable. Like, like you just, the, the wide variety of, uh, of just 
athletic competitions that you get to cover uh i i could tell you're never bored <laughs> oh that's for sure yeah, yeah. well i could uh, i could even use more uh uh like even even wider variety i'm i'm thinking about uh going to the winter olympics in 2026 to to shoot like maybe curling i haven't done before so so i'm 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 always looking for new experiences and uh and new challenges it's awesome. Where where is the next Winter Olympics going to be? Uh, Italy, uh, Milano. Oh, that's that that should be nice. Yeah, exactly. Not too far. Also, not like Beijing or or South Korea. It was it was before. Yeah. Um. This this was this is amazing, and man, I could I could just keep going on and on. Uh, we're gonna have to have a part two real soon. Mm. Uh, yeah, to, because I still really looking forward to, to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, why don't you tell the world where they could find your amazing work on the on the web? Yeah, I have I have a web page, uh, Hendrik Gosula as my full name dot com, H E N D R I K O S U L A dot com. Uh, but also I'm uh, posting my work on Instagram. Uh, so it's, uh, in, my Instagram handle is, uh, H O S U L A Hosula, uh, dash photography. So, uh, yeah, this is, these are the main challenge, uh, channels where you can, you can find my work. Awesome. Before we close, I just wanted to ask one more thing, and this will be used to kind of, uh, be the springboard for, for our next uh next chat uh sometime in the future what what mm-hmm. are the fujifilm cameras that you are using professionally right now and which are the camera bodies that you're using for for fun yeah that's a really good question because uh for me there is uh there is a uh, a big difference uh between the between equipment that i'm using uh for my work and what i'm using for my day to day uh just walking around or carrying a camera with me so uh i have two xh2s bodies uh, that i'm uh, that are my workhorses probably have already shot hundreds hundreds of thousands of images on them uh, then i have one xt4 uh that has has seen better times as i already mentioned <laughs> but it's still working as my backup backup camera or my remote one I still have my XT1. Uh, it more it has more of like a uh, uh, nostalgic value. Yeah, nostalgic value is is the uh, right word. I'm not really using it much, but it's it's the camera that my kids are playing with. Also, I'm I'm trying to trying to teach them also a little bit about photography, and and this is the one that uh, that I'm. I'm uh, feeling uh, feeling okay giving to them. Also, it has already fallen many times and and <laughs> uh, went through the ocean water. So, but it's still working. Uh, but X100 line is the one that I'm using uh, using when I when I'm not working really. So uh, X100F is the one I'm I'm currently using. I haven't uh, I haven't bought the newest V. But I'm really looking forward to the next one already because my F is is uh, uh, probably uh, probably uh, on its uh, last legs. Yeah, on its last legs. Yeah, it's 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 currently in the repair shop because it uh, it's a shutter speed dial uh, uh, just uh, 
wasn't working anymore. So yeah, but it's uh, I have taken. I think the shutter count is more or less at two hundred k at one at 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 this point. Wow. So uh, I have I have done a lot of. Also, I have I have even shot some uh, some nice basketball images on on X one hundred F. So. I like to challenge myself from time to time using equipment that is not really meant for for shooting sports yep. to to also cover events. It's it's just taking you out of the comfort zone and and challenging you to think out of the box. So X100 is also something that I have I have used for for my work, but it, this is my daily daily camera. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, it was such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. And same, uh, same for me. Yeah. Um, we'll, thank we'll, you for having me. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have to jump in again, uh, sometime, uh, in, in a couple months and, uh, and go from there because I still have a ton of questions and, and uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to it. Of course. I'm always up to it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope to see you back next week. I wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Mostly Instagram, though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, X Mark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent. But if you want more of my voice, that's the place to check it out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>